Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on January 6th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. The Suffolk County Comptroller said workers' unfamiliarity with a software system put in place after a countywide cyber attack in September is the reason tax arrears notices were recently sent in error to 226 homeowners. Deborah S. Morris reports on Newsday.com that the notices were included in tax bills sent by town tax receivers in December for payments due for 2022-2023 from homeowners who successfully grieved their taxes in the past three years, Comptroller John M. Kennedy Jr. told Newsday on Thursday. He said Huntington had the largest share of erroneous notices with 130, followed by Babylon with 70, 12 in Islip, 10 in Smithtown, and two each in Brookhaven and Southampton towns. Kennedy apologized for the mistake and said recipients should follow the instructions on the back of the notice. Quote, they should call 631-852-1501. That will take them directly to the delinquent tax section in Riverhead, where they'll speak to a member of the Comptroller's staff who will confirm for them that their prior property tax has been fully paid They have no arrears and they're in good standing. Impacted residents can also go to paymysuffolktaxes.com and look up their property where they'll see there is a zero balance due. In East Hampton, it looks like the Maidstone Gun Club remains closed to members despite pleas by the club to lift or ease the court-ordered closure to allow members to use the main building, indoor pistol range, and skeet shooting range. Uh, but not the outdoor rifle or pistol ranges over the holidays. Michael Wright reporting on 27East.com that just before Christmas, and again last week, New York State Supreme Court Justice Christopher Modalewski declined to lift nor modify the uh, temporary restraining order he put in place on November 30th, leaving the club entirely off limits until at least January 9th, when attorneys for the club and five homeowners who sued in November asking the club be closed because of incidents of bullets striking their home homes on several occasions dating back to 2004 are due to appear in court. An attorney for the gun club said the claims made by the neighbors have never been shown to be accurate and there has been no evidence that the bullets that have struck homes over the years came from the club. Meanwhile, in Riverhead, it looks like the Peconic River Sportsman's Club in Calverton raised $51,000 for breast Cancer Charities this year and awarded three organizations $17,000 each during a luncheon at the club last month. The North Fork Breast Health Coalition, Babylon Breast Cancer Coalition, and Lucia's Angels each received the donations during the December 13th luncheon. The money was raised during the club's eighth annual fundraiser held in August called Take a Shot at Cancer. More than 200 people attended the event. Reading the weather in South Holds, um, in honor of our first guest this morning, Rachel Bristel Stevens. I think their child Ben will be with them. I'm not quite sure, but I am excited. She has to come back. And I said, yes, looks like rain today, mainly before 4 p.m., high near 43 degrees. East wind around six miles per hour, becoming northwest in the afternoon tonight. Mostly cloudy with a low around 34 degrees. Northwest wind around six miles per hour. Right now, it is 39 degrees, and I am super excited to present you with the Truth Edition 
of the heart this morning. It's a practice run for an all-music edition. So if there is a track you love with truth in the title, let us know about it. Leave us a voicemail at 631-591-7006. Don't forget to include your name so I can shout you out and get that into the uh, playlist. This was all wrapped around um, a track called Truth by a band I've been loving this past year, Jungle. So I've got Jungle's Truth, um, looks like around Johnny Cash and Amos Lee, but um, and we've got some Ray Charles and the Abbott Brothers. But first, John Batiste from his incredibly lauded 2021 record. We are right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Tell the truth, our favorite thing to do here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Ray Charles leading us toward the bottom of the hour on Friday morning that means it's time for our Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors thankfully uh, our first guest brought their own in Rachel Bristel Stevens of Sweet Woodland Farms is back she brought her tea and she brought her kid What's up, Ben? Uh, not much. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm really excited because I hear that you're interested in going into journalism. Uh, yes, very much. Oh, I love that answer. Okay, we need you. You know, do you know? Do you know a little bit about? Uh, yes, sort I of... think especially in this time, good journalism has become necessary. Yeah. Uh, just there's so much going on right now, and with so much distrust when it comes to media and everything, it is important to have someone out there reporting on things. That obviously, like, trying to figure out how to word this. Take your time. <laughs> we, we, we've got it here. Because, like, you know, people call, say things like post-truth, which is sort of baloney. But, you know, yeah. People it's, have come to this point where... For a long time, people were comfortable being spoon-fed whatever media said, and now for it's become the complete opposite, and people need to find a comfortable middle point between those things again. Well, it's what's here's here's where I see it from from after going through J school. So first of all, this is a point where the industry, many industries, are changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the digital world put an immense hurting on. Newspapers, it's terrifying print. to see the change it's made well, in such a short time. It, well, having newspapers closing at the alarming mm-hmm. rate they have been for the last few years, and not uh, being able to not uh, over generally some mm-hmm. some have adapted more quickly than others, but we have lost. There's there is um, sort of a blackout or a void in some places, and where people, what we've been seeing is. People going, uh, moving apart, so going to completely different places to get their mm-hmm. news, and then those places, um, the content, uh, mm. it's it sort of mirroring what the people want mm-hmm. to read. They're just trying to find that little piece of information that'll just 
confirm what they already believe. And right, and then and the problem with that, of course, is that then you you know you end up losing some things when you're when your yeah, business there model. There's a certain sense ahead. of integrity to newspapers and more traditional forms of reporting, just because of the, I guess, constant citations. There was always just something was always kind of like. It was set in stone, kind of. It was a hard piece of evidence. It's it's a lot people. Of the time. People started to move toward. I want to be the first to tell the story, rather than I want to be the first to tell the story right. Mm-hmm. So when you're rushing to get that piece up, or and and you're making uh and you're writing based on oh I want to excite or insight clicks and whatnot when you're chasing clicks you lose something when you're chasing being the first you lose something there are a lot of institutional um values and uh, techniques that have been lost or uh are are endangered (laughs) right now i've always believed there would be and there will be a reformation a return to the gold standard, the old ways, and a way to do that together. It's coming, and it has been. And very much, I think there's already symptoms of that starting. Mm. Like, the online reporting and quote-unquote journalism, if you can call some of it that, it it very much laid waste to what you'd call like old journalism, newspapers and such. However, it's at the same way, it's become so accessible for anyone to publish a story which, you know, it has both negatives and good right. parts to it right. because anyone can publish misinformation, but at the same time, anyone can very easily get into the profession. Like, I was, I'm very much considering I want to incorporate, like, modern stuff like Twitch and YouTube mm-hmm. into journalistic stuff I try and do. Well, and that's where things need to be happening, and it's, it's good to, to hear that. And I've seen, I've seen some people doing it out mm-hmm. there. Um, and I, I, I'm excited because I'm finally starting to see something I've been waiting for, which is people in, you know, the vast expanses of of the world in comment sections asking for citation. What are your, (laughs) what are your sources for X, Y, and Z? I see people hungering for facts. People will always need like to give an example of like someone I look up to when it comes to online journalism, Coffeezilla. He's a YouTuber. He makes uh, often very, very in-depth investigative journalistic stuff about other media personalities on the internet. He, the I reason I look up to him that. is because even though he's a very like, you know, he's a smaller YouTuber. However, he goes to the extent still of flying out like. Uh, How well-researched are his claims? Very. So he'll fly out witnesses and stuff to talk to them, interview them, put the interviews on his channel, and that's what I like about what he does. There is a certain integrity to what he does. Well, we like to hear that. By having these witnesses and real interviews with people. Real evidence-based Besides from I'm just... looking uh, up his thing. It says, I uncover scams, fraudsters, and fake gurus preying on desperate people with deceptive advertising. Mm-hmm. Okay, on on the basis of just reading that, I'm into his mission. I don't know much 
about who he is, but I'll look into He very him. much dives into the whole NFT scam debacle. Oh, okay. Please talk to me about NFTs because I anytime an artist talks to me, because someone at some point said that uh, NFTs could be used uh, for crime. NFTs, from a, a certain standpoint, are a very good idea. From a different standpoint, they're a very bad idea. The entire idea originally was to allow online artists to have some sort of ownership over the work because it, it, is, it is very and, easy for right. just someone to have their artwork stolen. If you're only posting it online, there's not very much evidence that it belongs to you in the first place. Right. So if someone and, steals and that, real it uploads it, or time. sells it right. as their own, it's very easy to get away with. So the idea was to use what is called the blockchain, which is essentially just an algorithm that gives an image or whatever its very own, un quote-unquote, unique identity online. So that applies to Bitcoin, other cryptocurrencies as right. well. That's what allows each Bitcoin to be, quote-unquote, unique. So... The negative part about a lot of this, though, is that since it is all online and when you purchase an NFT, you typically don't get any sort of receipt or anything. It, so, like, is the receipt, right? It's its own receipt because well, that's, like, no the idea behind the... there's no proof that you own that thing, really. Because you, you, you just need to have, like, the the numbers or right, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And, like, you could even own, like, that's the same for a cryptocurrency. Like, you could... Mm -hmm. You could own Bitcoin, but if you lose whatever it is, the, the numbers. Well, I even have a friend that had lost. Uh, they had a. Uh, they had lost their password, and there's no. That's like, it. Yeah, You're done. that's it. See, but, that's not good for me oh, wow. because I I would lose my head. Mm -hmm. Now, Ben. And since there's no receipt, there's no. So let's say you get scammed. You buy into some cryptocurrency thinking that cryptocurrency is going to go way up, but they, the person that invented that cryptocurrency does a pump and dump. They just create the cryptocurrency, wait for a bunch of people to invest in it, and then, then pull out with all right. the funds, similar to what FTX is currently doing, or has done, allegedly. But um, <laughs> I love him! Ben, you're, you're at Suffolk, right? Uh, yes. Studying journalism there? Uh, currently psychology. Oh, okay. I'd you're, like you're to gonna switch turn over. this psychology degree, combine the psychology degree with a degree oh, in journalism. I, oh, that's I very much cool. like the personal type of journalism where you're just talking to your people. Usually a normal person one on one. There's a someone on YouTube once again, a soft white underbelly. He talks to random people, homeless people, veterans, drug I've users. Seen, I've seen soft white underbelly. That sort of thing, and it's a very honest form of just. I like that sort of thing. I Telling do too. Real stories, but back to the whole blockchain thing. Since you don't technically own anything, and since you don't technically have a receipt, and if someone just pumps and dumps on you, you can't prove that you were scammed because you never bought anything in the first place, technically. Right. All right. Well, I think I'll wait a nice decade. So, to, to purchase my How are you to say you were scammed? Right. If there's no proof you bought anything. There's so many ways to to get people and to separate them from their money. <laughs> All right, so Ben's awesome. We'll have you back. Rachel, you asked to come back. Hi. Because you wanted to talk <laughs> about something. 
And we got we to gotta play music soon. So I want to make sure that we talk about what yeah, you want to talk about. I, I want to mention the uh, East End Food Market is reopening Opening tomorrow. Week- okay, We've cool. been closed for two weeks. Yes. How yeah. So uh, got through the holidays. I see you're here. So yes. there's, that's a good thing. Yes. So Ben, my kid over here also works with me on the farm. Her so kid over that, here. My kid. My that's kid like over here. strange world. Have you guys seen the new Pixar movie or whatever? No. So it's about um, explorers and then the generational thing. Like okay. the son doesn't want to be an explorer and ends up discovering a plant on an expedition that becomes like the power source mm-hmm. for all of the society. And then his son is following in his footsteps, but there's, I don't know. You got to watch it. Okay. It's, it's called Strange World. <laughs> okay. That's my commercial for the morning. <laughs> also, Overhead Doors, brought to you by Village Overhead Doors. Do you guys know Steve Hall? He's up in on the North Fork. Super nice guy. I don't, local but if owner. I need Overhead Doors, now I know, you know who to call. Who, you know who to call. What? So what's going on? With the farm? <clears throat> so uh, the farm is sleeping right now where it's the winter. Um, we put everything to bed. We still have a little bit of tinkering to do with the irrigation. Uh, it suddenly got cold and things freeze. So um, just to do protect you, our equipment, we yeah, have to take you, some things apart. Do you ever worry about – you don't have to worry about burst pipes or anything when it comes to your No, we no. don't worry do about that. Okay. No. It, uh, the the main is buried so deep that's not an issue but it do, it does have uh they do turn it off I mean, it usually before, before we're really ready yeah <laughs> and then it doesn't come back on until a little bit uh late when we're dying for water um but <laughs> it's like me every second of every day dying for water dying for water <laughs> yeah so right now because um the majority of my herbs are dehydrated and dried everything is preserved essentially um so we grow medicinal herbs and we make herbal tea blends with them so that is all dried it's preserved and available for sale all winter long um i have the tummy tea yes which i'll be passing along to ryan's sister excellent it's great for digestion um settles an upset stomach uh, that is one of my favorite blends. I actually like Divinity the most as oh. far as flavor. And you also turn those into iced teas. Are you still making those? No, I'm not doing those anymore. It was not profitable, and it was a lot of work. Yeah, I can so imagine. I, I they know were delicious, though. Some of my customers are a little bit uh, disappointed. I am not completely throwing away the recipes, so that may return one day in the future. Um, but if we you'd are, have to be able to scale it up to a point that it becomes that, profitable. Exactly, right. exactly. Um, but we are really focusing on the elderberries. Uh, we have a full acre of elderberries growing right now, and our plan is to increase that. Um, they're real easy to propagate. So okay. um, coming in March, we're going to start cutting back all of the branches till the bushes are only two feet tall. And with all of the cuttings, we cut them into six-inch lengths, stick them into pots, and magically they grow new roots. I love so this. last year we were able to turn uh, 125 plants into additional 2,400 wow. new ones. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting to consider because it makes you realize that the actual cost of actually running the farm, doing all the farm-related stuff, becomes 
kind of self-sufficient at one point. However, when you want to make that jump off point and start mm-hmm. producing, like mass producing your product and everything, getting it out to stores and everything, that's when it becomes harder for a small business. It's you very much have to invest kind of blindly hoping that you can afford to start mass producing this stuff and that'll become profitable. Right. I mean, that's that's the whole that's what's kept me from uh, starting a business mm. is that is that risk there. Um, we're really grateful to be able to get to know our farmers. Uh, I appreciate farmers like you because you're not only about uh, getting closer to the land and the goodness that comes from it, but also educating people about what those properties are. Uh, I don't remember where the first time I read that a, a big part of for example, the pharmaceutical industry is basically selling the earth back to you. Right. Very uh, much. So it's 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 cool when you have someone who is straight up doing that, but you know, uh, also teaching teaching you. I imagine you teach people while well, you do through the ecological culture initiative. All right. That's, how to garden. How that's, to compost. That's our nonprofit that I run in Hampton Bays. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, thank you for what you do. <laughs> You're so welcome. All right, so we, the farmers market is opening this weekend. I know we got to play some music, but before we go and we say goodbye, is there anything that you want to say about the reopening of the market this Saturday, nine to one, I believe? Um, nine to one is correct. We're on the corner of one hundred five and twenty five in Riverhead. Um, 40 plus vendors, you can talk directly to your farmer and to your maker and find out exactly what went into the, the growing portion of the products, um, the hand making, um, you, uh, what I really like about the products that you can buy at this market is if you're looking at the ingredients, it's very easy to identify every single part of it. Whereas if you go to the grocery store and you're getting something that is highly processed, sometimes you can't even pronounce the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that this is much more uh, healthy for you as well as the land and um Everything is as local as sometimes only 10 minutes down the road. Right. Some of our, our farmers are only um, just, you know, a mile down the road. And it's uh. so cool because it's so many great people in one space. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're new to the area or you're you're just trying to, to say hi to old friends or meet some new ones, mm-hmm. you really can't do better because it's like, I, I almost, when I... <laughs> When I get there, Ryan wants to like, he's like, come on, G, because every two, you know, steps, there's a new conversation with someone that I love. Well, we all know you. We're so, well, we're so <laughs> grateful. I remember the East End Market when it was in its former iteration yes. on East Main in downtown Riverhead. They underwrited my show, underwrote my show when I was on the AM dial. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got to know you in the first place. Yep. You had a different one, a uh, different vendor on every week. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That was so much fun. Well, more, good times to come. We'll have more vendors from the East End Food Institute's market right in downtown Riverhead on the right on the corner of 105 and 25, uh, 9 to 1 on Saturday. Big love to you both. Thank you. Rachel and Ben. Thank you. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, Let's see what we got here. This is the Abbott Brothers. 
And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors. the truth to yourself and the rest will fall in place tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall in place I lied to the doctor single truth it is only emptiness that I cast, a happiness that will not last. But I'm not here for that, for what does happiness help without this simple truth given to thyself? Cash, anyone? Amos Lee and Front Porch Step on Deck. Jungle After That, here on WLIWFM. The face of truth is open. The eyes of truth are bright. The lips of truth are never closed. The head of truth is upright. 
The breast of truth stands forward. The gaze of truth is straight. Truth has neither fear nor doubt. Truth has patience to wait. The words of truth are touching. The voice of truth is deep. The law of truth is simple. All you sow, you reap. The soul of truth is flaming. The heart of truth is warm. The mind of truth is clear and stands firm in every storm. Facts are only in shadow. Truth stands above all sin. And though great be the battles of life, truth in the end shall win. Life of truth is eternal. Immortal is its past. The power of truth shall endure. Truth shall hold to the last. The image of truth is a cross. Wisdom's message is rod. The sign of the truth is Christ. And the soul of truth is God. Did commit 
the Truth edition of The Heart. That was Front Porch Step. From their uh, 2017 record, I Never Loved Before I Found You. And now the track around which this whole playlist was wrapped. This is Jungle Truth from the Loving In Stereo record of 2021.
Jamestown Revival's 2014 record, Utah. We've got Truth Is, a single by Michael Ferrari, and A Truth by Broken Groove to lead you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. Stay with us. We've got the Namaste Quintet joining us at the bottom of the next hour. You're not going to want to miss it. I went to a party in the hills, met this girl, she gave me chills, looked me in the eye, said, who are you? And I said, I grew up on the west side by the beach, but now I live in Beverly Hills, and I got the sickest view. Don't you know me? I'm a big old star. Make a lot of money, drive fancy cars. Everybody loves to scream my name. Yeah, my dad owns the Lakers. I'm best friends with all the players. We go out to clubs after the games. I tell you lately, I've been going dumb I've been feeling numb, I ain't scared of dying young And lately, I've been going broke My lungs are full of smoke, I ain't ever growing old Truth is, I run my mouth, I'm living on My best friend's couch, he's got his studio in Echo Park Truth is, I 
can't pay my bills Smoking weed and I'm popping pills I dropped out of school cause I ain't too smart But the truth is I ain't got no car Grew up broke, got lots of scars If I die today I'd be nameless Truth is I write songs about Things I've done but ain't too proud I'd do anything to be famous I tell ya lady Just want to be seen And a part of it don't 